You're listening to the Potato Candy Network. Hello and welcome to Blank Scenario. Isaac, are you finished drinking coffee yet? It's it's too late for this. There's no such thing as the you should be awake. Coffee. Answer is never. That is true. It's never too late for coffee. The it's contemplation never, never ends. <laughs> <laughs> I am salty. your host, Marie, aka Queen in Yellow. Oh, I, I'm Sasquatch. I, uh, yeah, you did it out of order. <laughs> I did that on purpose. You're out of order. <laughs> I'm Casey, aka Grumpy Elf. I am Emily, aka Darkling. And I had the inspiration for today's episode. So this comes sponsored by my um, dumb brain sometimes kicks in. I used to be blonde. You can't tell anymore. Yes, you can. (laughs) I love that you're the one saying that. Um, I like going through the Google articles just like pop up just to see. Sometimes random stuff will show up. Lots of DD stuff. Which light is coming soon, which I'm very excited about. It'll be November. Which one? The Feywald um, adventure, which is kind of feywild-esque it's not into feywild sadly Mm -hmm. but i'm hoping they go there anyway um this was an article that came up and my brain immediately thought that sounds awful why would you do that and then i read the article and i went oh so the article headline is microsoft is dunking servers into boiling liquid to keep them cool and my first thought was, why would you dunk your servers in a boiling liquid? How are you over? You need to give your servers a break. They work on tips. And then I realized Microsoft is a tech company and was talking about computer servers. <laughs> and it made more sense. Anyway, I thought this was a cool prompt. of Not really helping the blonde thing. <laughs> I thought this was a cool idea. The initial thought that I had of what if a restaurant in order to keep servers cool had to dunk them in boiling liquid? What would this look like? Is this an OSHA violation or is this something in the nine hells? Marie, real quick question on that. Uh-huh. Is it bubbling or boiling? Boiling. So the okay. actual article was they use um, a type of oil that has a higher boiling point than water does. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like more efficient to oil. cool down the computer server. So it makes logical sense what they're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. My brain didn't realize what the company was when I read this. Either way, this was a PC Gamer article, and my brain just thought, Nine Hells Restaurant Go. Thermodynamics. You don't want to put a hot thing inside of a cold thing. Here's the thing. As you were describing that, in my dumb brain, I went, I should make a dumb joke here that nobody would figure as to how these are like servers at a restaurant. And then. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. I nice. thought this was like a restaurant with servers, the waiters or waitresses who are being dunked and boil, like having boiled liquid poured onto them as they're serving tables to stay cool. I'm like, is that my because wife, they're constructs? I'm like, is this the nine hells and like tieflings or something? I don't, constructs maybe. I'm like, what is going on here? Okay, so this is going to be a similar situation to the last one we had. It's a cool idea, but how do we introduce this as a conflict? So I like the idea initially that this is something to do with the restaurant. Somehow you end up at a restaurant and this is a normal process that happens for the waiters, which if you have the idea of contracts or Warforge, like Emily said, that could work really well, actually, because this could be something the environment is not hospitable to them and this keeps them going. So I'm going to lock in and this is a restaurant that employs constructs or warforged depending upon whether you want a sentient race or can or a controlled servant no my thinking was if we're going into this as a restaurant i definitely want to have our characters say make the worst type karen possible play out your inner (laughs) demons and this would help if you have a lot of people playing who are in the service industry and it just be like any type of public 
interaction industry because then you're like, okay, your goal is to break these warforged. You cannot lay hands on them. You cannot touch them. You must deal psychic damage only and go. So we have a restaurant who is staffed by warforged and then drow or tieflings. Tieflings also, or um, sorcerers who are dragonborn, have resistances based upon their bloodlines. So a human sorcerer could still have um, fire resistance, which might help. But And your party is sent in to be Karens to this restaurant. I'm just going to keep going back to that. That's my thing. That's my I, thing. I like the idea because they could be Karens because it's a one shot and you guys are letting out stress. Or they've been hired by someone to basically take this restaurant down. And they are going to do everything possible to not get themselves kicked out, but to just make the staff miserable. I already have a plan. <laughs> I already have a full story. <laughs> we can keep going with this one, but I have a few ideas I'm going to keep close to the chest. Some stuff that'll differentiate this a lot from what we've done. Does this need to be in the Nine Hells? Or it do you want not. to put this just somewhere? I like somewhere? the idea of just an extreme environment of some kind to justify needing to have maintenance for the workers. In the Nine Hells, at least, is hot. So the hot liquid means, like, you couldn't just pour liquid on them because it would be the temperature change. But also, then you could have demons. You could have a tiefling who just runs this place because tieflings are fun i do like the idea of the nine hells it's one of the few that we have not done yet we haven't because we end up doing either blizzards or harsh environments like deserts we haven't really done much with the plains as yet i don't think we've even done anything with the feywild now that i think about it we need to we need to get on that anyways yeah i i like the idea of it being one of the different planes and having this be an environment where that is a requirement for the creatures I'm still curious as to what the conflict is. Isaac, did you have anything yet? No. <laughs> we gave you Karen's and you don't know what to do I'm, with them. I'm struggling. Well, my, my first <laughs> thought is, why would there be a restaurant in the Nine Hells? Demons like I, food? Yeah, it's called people and flesh. It's no, like actually, they... demons don't necessarily eat people. No, they so, don't. So... And even then, they could be serving up different types of you know, like humanoid races on the menu. So you're portraying <laughs> the plane as a... I mean, the only other thing I can think of is all the tieflings are extremely sophisticated, and this ends up being like some really, really nice restaurant. Which, uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just struggling. I, I don't know. You broke. You just gave me an idea. You, you broke my brain. Congratulations. <laughs> it doesn't take much. I'm. <laughs> if we're in the nine hells, then the nine hells have their own society set up. There are a lot of warring factions, but I, th- I like the idea of having this nice restaurant in the middle of this that people go to. And you can have all kinds of creatures from nine hells going here. So the Warforged makes sense because it's a race that doesn't deteriorate as humanoids do, but also doesn't inherently... When I think Warforged or constructs, I'm like, this is not something that can make a deal with someone. So they could be here willingly. This could be a great job for them. And... One thing I think for conflict is if you have the idea that your party is being sent in to do damage to this restaurant, this could be like there's a um, competition that's coming to town that wants this restaurant gone. So you're being sent in to try to figure out how to sabotage this restaurant without actually getting in trouble because you can't do illegal things in the Nine Hells. You can't lie, you can't cheat, and you can't steal within the Nine Hells. That's against the law. Yes, so it is incredibly... You can't just go in and break stuff. You can't go in and take something. You can't skip out on the check. You have to figure out how to follow the rules. It's straight lawful. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a lawful evil evil place. Okay, never mind. So it could be you've made a deal with this, you know, demon lord that you're going to help take down this restaurant and he's going to give you a way out of here because you've got stuck in the nine hells. So, but you can't do actual damage. So you have to go in and just cause problems for the restaurant. Because that could just, it could be the deal that you've made that for him to help you, you got to take out this restaurant. It is unfortunate that I already have such a good, it's an idea that I want to evolve it, but I'm like, no, but it's perfect as it is. So what are some wrinkles that we can add into this? Some things that might make it more interesting. I'm thinking of chaotic things. So you can't lie, you can't steal, you can't kill. Lie, cheat, or steal. Killing, I think it's okay if it's justified. I mean, you can, I think you can kill stuff. But as long a, as it follows the law. Yeah, it's the fact that there is a law in place and everything has to follow the law. Yeah. How do you know if somebody's lying, though? You don't for sure, but if you do get caught lying, it is worse for you yeah. in the long run. This is where, is it devils, I think, reside in the Nine Hells? And devils are all yes. about deals. I'm going to make a deal with you, and this is a deal contractually that you cannot get out of. So as soon as you show up there, um, you can even do deals for payment for stuff rather than giving them coin. You do a deal with them for something and they may not even tell you entirely what that deal is, but you're making the deal and you're going to be held to it because lawful. You know the idea of fine print? Mm-hmm. These guys are experts in it. Okay, that's your, that's your way in. The devil is going to allow you one of those outs. He's either going to allow you to lie, to steal, or to cheat. And he'll remove one of those consequences. I believe it's the city of Diz that's in the Nine Hells. And Diz is the god over that one. And he is a lawful evil god. So he would still have to abide by the laws that he sets. Not to throw an entire monkey wrench into it. But that is... To be fair, we say that you cannot lie, cheat, or steal. The idea is now that you cannot Cannot physically. It is illegal to. So if you get caught, Mm -hmm. if you try to persuade or intimidate... Mm -hmm into something if you try to do slide of hand and you fail it is worse for you than if you didn't do it at all yeah so you just so, have a massive charisma dump pretty much your rogue oh, is gonna yeah. have a heyday with this doing slide of hand and it, i mean even the idea if this is a restaurant with very specific requirements for the workers to be able to function all you have to do is get rid of the oil and they can't function anymore or so change the temperature they yeah they go on strike because all of a sudden work conditions aren't what we were promised we're leaving and that restaurant is gone or you could go in, cause a big fuss, customers leave, and they go down anyway. Just make sure you don't order the halfling stew. <laughs> See, I have an idea, but my idea is purely combat. Literal halfling. <laughs> oh. House specialties, it's a creature from one of the realms served up nice and fresh. Oh, that's in the D&D cookbook. Mm-hmm. And that's the lore of it is, I think it's a orc warlord. Mm-hmm. That his favorite min- meal is the abyssal halfling stew made with real halflings. Are they alive as they are cooked into it? Um, I assume not, but that's, you know, D&D lore for you. I'm just thinking that could be a really easy way to make a rated <laughs> R game super fast. It's like, served up fresh. Literally flaying the person. It's like, this is a rogue that stole from me. I'm now going to carve his flesh up and serve it on a hot uh, barbecue. Well, Thank I was you. just going to ask what you substitute for halfling, but that's... <laughs> I use turkey, full size. but I mean, I haven't found a halfling Humans. yet to use. <laughs> They're holdings. <laughs> so... You mentioned the idea, just going off the idea of like served up fresh and these are human races being served. What if you're going in not to take it down, but to save someone mm-hmm. that someone was caught lying and their punishment was they're on the menu. So you have to figure out how to get your rogue who stole something, who 
may or may not be there that session out of that restaurant alive. So how many times do you have to order that uh, special before you find <laughs> <Yeah>. your friend? <laughs> See, when you go to seafood restaurants and you get to pick out the fish in the aquarium you want, there's just a cage of all these creatures. <sighs> like, I want that orc. <laughs> oh man! I'm sorry, he's not in the menu today. You gotta choose somebody else. He, he was. Uh, hey guys, get him out of the way. We gotta. Just like, went dark did you like so this fast. cooked or raw? <laughs> raw. Oh man. Okay. Well, in that case, he comes with uh, a side of lemon. He comes with a side of acid. And he comes with however you like him. <laughs> saved in water, saved in oil. Just, just how you like it. Just I let me know. I'll fix it up fine. That orc sushi style. <laughs> Which does beg the question. How are you paying for your friend? Because that could be the deal that you're making. You don't order the meal because it'll show up to your table with your friend already dead. Well, you could say, you could walk into the restaurant saying, with that guy, how do you want to cook? No, I just want to walk out with him alive. I'll make you a deal. So When I say raw, I want you to hold it in front of the oven. I want it to look <laughs> at the oven and I want it to scream and run in the opposite direction towards my table. So you have to make a deal with the owner of the restaurant to get your friend and that could be the deal of going to a different restaurant, being a Karen. That could be the deal of a fetch quest if you want to have that thrown in. I like this idea that you mean, we now have our, back to our um, Joanne's and Michael <laughs> debate. <laughs> we have our competing restaurants, one of which has your friend, the other one of which you have to figure out how to stop whatever they're doing. But I've only just gotten started. <laughs> <laughs> We're at 20 minutes. Does everybody have their story already? I got mine locked in pretty much. I think I have a decent idea. I've got mine. I have an attempt. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to end with you? Sure. Five minutes scribble. It never fails as I start to put together my story. The story that sounded so epic (laughs) in my head has so many plot holes to it that I'm like, I have to shore these up. And as I shore (laughs) it up to make it make sense, it either looks more epic or gets weirder. To be fair, the players are going to make plot holes anyway. True. True that. Oh. Emily, would you like to begin? I shall. So, this is strictly a one-shot. And knowing that, this is for the players to have cathartic release and for the DM to have fun. So you can have both. Let me explain. So at the beginning of the game, you have your characters create a high-level Karen going to a luncheon. Any sort of race, they just have dump stats in charisma and include things that would give them high-level psychic damage. Just say go fun with that, have fun, and start. So in the middle of the Nine Hells is a restaurant on neutral territory, following the rules, and they serve whatever you ask, however you ask. Want a tarasque on the sushi side? You got it. Want a gnome that stole your mother's earrings, deep fried alive in front of your table while he begs, screams, pleads that he'll do no more wrong and he'll return those jewels? Yes, he has them. He promises. He swears before he dies, bubbling in oil. They provide that because service is key and your precious, uh, where did I, what did I write? Hold up. Because service is key and customers come first. So, your players are there to sabotage the restaurant. Why? Uh, because chaotic evil exists as an alignment. So there you go. What more do you need? And you have two, well, just few rules. Uh, no touching the wait staff, just sabotage. Follow the rules and make sure your characters can uh, have fun. Also, just tell, tell them, you know, set up your characters. This is what we're doing. And it's going to be a simple one shot. No, no rules, nothing in restrictions time. Just chaos, utter chaos. 
So that was my idea because it's simple, it's easy, and, you know, sometimes a little bit of chaos as a one-shot <laughs> never hurts. Can I request one addition to this? <laughs> what was that? Can we have an anti-Karen? Because For we, our Karen. We know a Karen from camp. Uh-huh. She is an anti-Karen. She is an anti-Karen. Her name She's is Karen. She is the nicest person ever. She is. She if is you the go to a restaurant, she is super nice. Like, I don't think she'd ever cause a problem at a restaurant, ever. No. I don't think she has ever done that in her life. Sure. As, at least as a player option. Like, you can be Karen, or one of you can be an anti-Karen. <laughs> there can be only one. <laughs> I, just, I love the idea of ever being Karen, and, like, the one person is assigned anti-Karen. <laughs> yeah. That, that's good. It could be interesting. Okay. So, your party has been wandering through the Nine Hells. And you have been pining for home and wishing that you could find some piece of comfort in the otherwise dingy, dark, and foreboding city of the Nine Hells in the city of Diz. As your party is wandering through Diz, you notice that there is a semblance of life somewhere within the city. Many, many denizens of the city are making their way to a very lively and brightly colored restaurant within what you can only describe as the center of the city of Diz. As your party comes upon it, they realize this is a piece of home. Entering the restaurant, you can give it some fancy name, whatever you want it to be. It's the other side of the well. I did not decide what the name of this place should be, but I'm realizing it should be. No, it's not our, it's not Olive Garden. Upon entering this restaurant, you begin to hear tale of this fantastic owner that is the new owner that is a tiefling. You hear tell of dangers that this tiefling has overcome to own this place. You hear tell of the previous owners that have a grudge out for him because this land was once theirs. And all of this gets passed by in lieu of a very very expensive looking and fancy dinner surrounded by several very eclectic denizens of the city of Diz. At least that's what your players think. They have no reason to believe beyond what they can see around them that these people actually live here. In the midst of their dinner, as they are sitting there being wined and dined with fine music playing, suddenly the lights go out and they hear cries of war. The aforementioned Former owners, the duo drones, have laid siege to the restaurant and are coming in to attack. The players quickly will jump to action and begin to go after these creatures, tearing them limb from limb, cutting them down as the duo drones attempt to slay all within the restaurant and reclaim their chosen territory as their own. And then the lights come back on. And... Laying strewn amongst all of the combat, the duo drones begin to reform themselves and your party, who has struggled and fought valiantly, sweating and heaving breaths, begin to hear applause. One thing that your players don't know is that this restaurant is a themed restaurant in the middle of the city of Diz. A themed restaurant designed by a former adventurer tiefling who is now the chef at this restaurant designed to give the adventurer's experience to the elite tourists who make their way to the city of Diz. However, your story does not end there. That is merely the introduction. For upon the ending of this evening, this very long experience that they are to have that spans several hours, the doors are locked. The tiefling comes out from the back and informs everyone at this restaurant, you cannot leave. 
Some items were stolen from me, and I need those items returned to me. The key recipe that is the staple in this restaurant has been taken, and it is now up to your party if they wish to leave the city of Diz to clear their name, prove their innocence, and find out who did it and why. By the end of this, because I know I'm going long, by the end of this, your party, after investigating several of the citizens of the city, several of the tourists who have come to visit here, and even speaking with several of the actors within the show, because I should have mentioned this earlier, the waiters are also Warforged. So it's Warforged <laughs> versus Duo Drones plus your party. After interviewing several of these different groups, you will eventually, should you play your cards right, come across the truth. One of the Duo Drones truly does wish to start his own restaurant truly does wish to rise above being an actor, but he really wants to own his own place and has snuck into the sacred household of this chef and stolen his recipe in the midst of the battle in hopes that he could get away with it. And that's where our story will end. So cadaver meets SpongeBob. Um, <laughs> cadaver meets SpongeBob meets Ratatouille. That's yeah. kind of what I was going for. But yeah, I just... As soon as you started describing it, I was like, well, there needs to be duo drones and they're trying to take it back. But what if that combat you find out is just, you know, a themed restaurant in the middle of the city of Diz <laughs> that is themed on adventuring? I'm just going to say it. That's so you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very me. All these devil lords at the end of like, yeah, yeah. They're like they place bets on who is going to survive and who is going to like kill the most duo drones. You can't do this. I can do whatever I want. I'm eccentric. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. It's, it's. <laughs> I always have to have a twist or a turn to it that, that, to me, makes it more interesting. And see, for your players that love combat, that gives them that combat they want. And for you as a DM, if you want to leave it there, you can leave it there. Mm -hmm. But I felt like there needed to be some conflict beyond that to where it's not just, hey, that's a cool moment in the, yeah. in the group. And so I introduced the, the mystery plot on top of it. This could easily be two separate sessions. You mm -hmm. could make it a single session if you wanted to. But I felt like that was, quote unquote, enough to provide an interesting story for any players going through it. Yeah, I like it. You suck. So, mine's pretty straightforward. You are in a position in your quest to do something on the side for whatever your campaign is, and it's time for a bit of a side quest. So you go to the job boards, and there is an opening for a security team, which would you'd probably make it sound more adventurous than that, but... Just some nightly security for a restaurant that's been established, and they just have about five nights that they need covered for you to take care of the restaurant for you them. You would. So you take the job, sign the contract, and you go through a portal, which brings you to the Nine Hells. Oh, that was in the fine print. You didn't know that? Well, you signed here. So you're there, and it's a very nice restaurant, but the entertainment is Warforge. Do they uh, sell pizzas here? Um, <laughs> irrelevant. Um, no, they sell calzones. The uh, the lead warforged is the shape of a teddy um, bear. And uh, anyway, so okay, so nighttime <laughs> comes and the warforged are loose. They're about if they see you, they attack you, and you realize that you're supposed to protect the restaurant from its own staff. So really, this just becomes an adapted version of Five Nights at Freddy's. No. And then... Uh, I didn't yeah. see that coming. <laughs> Up until I said Five Nights, I yeah. was golden. Yep. But 
Yeah, you, you should have said a fortnight. You give or them a, week. Fortnite. A, a fortnight at Freddy's. You you <laughs> end up giving them Frederico's. <laughs> you give them a time span. You give them you know they they could leave, but that breaks the contract. In which case, you're in a lot of trouble because you're in this lawful evil place. Lawful evil is maintained because a lot of fine print. But oh, also yeah. also if you can get through and just prevent the establishment from being dismantled and whatnot. But also that Five Nights at Freddy's kind of theme where it gets harder and harder and harder as it goes, not that I've played it, you don't get to rest at night. So you have to find a way for your party to maintain their job and still get the rest that they need during the daytime. This is a meat grinder scenario. Because mm-hmm. otherwise exhaustion. I mean, the first night would probably be really easy. It's just kind of like you notice one's missing and then they're back the next day. Night two. Uh, you hear some clamoring, and then you actually see one. The night three, you figure out what's going on, four or five, etc. But, yeah, just pretty straightforward, and, um, yeah. The, the second time you go back, you find all this lore you miss as to why they're evil. Like, oh, because this person's that an awful person. Oh, straight up. It's yeah, like, I used to have your job. Yeah, the owner was one who committed a crime and broke the law, so everything there is cursed at night because of it. Mm-hmm. During the day, it's all fine, but at night, ooh. No, it's you. You hear the bear saying, "I will have your job." There's your Karen. <laughs> um, yeah, let's be real. Bonnie or Chica would be the Karens. I love watching Jack Jacksepticeye's animations for it. They're the best. <laughs> yeah, it is a difficult game, and yeah, if you, if I as a player, a DD player, had to go through them, like I don't have enough health potions. <laughs> um, can we like run up to like the closest like Seven Eleven and the Nine Hills and get some energy drinks? <laughs> I mean, I'd imagine, well, that's up to the DM. You, you decide. During the day, I'm like, can we just like send someone on a run to get supplies? As long as one of us is here, we're fine, right? <laughs> we need a hero's feast now. <laughs> Make sure you include in that contract that you cannot destroy any of the property. Mm-hmm. So they can't just out and out kill the Warforged. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd yeah. be good. That'd be really good. Any and all damage will come out of your pay, which <laughs> is your soul. Any and all damage will come out of your pay, which is your flesh. <laughs> Mine is, is kind of like Isaac. It's fairly straightforward, but I decided to make it a nice tie-in for an ongoing campaign. So whether your character has found themselves incidentally in a Nine Hells because of a deal gone wrong, or they are there on purpose, which could also be because of a deal gone wrong, honestly, they have found themselves along with an ally in the Nine Hells. In the midst of being here, their ally is accused of stealing. And the person he stole from has gotten him arrested, and his punishment is he is now on the menu for this person's restaurant. Meaning that you have this, you know, as I mentioned before, in seafood restaurants, the fish tank that you say, I want that. He is now on the menu, and anyone can have him cooked. So you as a party have to convince the restaurant owner to give him to you. He'll only do this if you make a deal. That you can leave with your friend alive, because, you know, if you want to eat your food raw, that's up to you. But you have to go across the street to my competitor... And get the authorities called in. So basically you have to make a big enough scene at this restaurant to get the local authorities brought in. So that way there, there's enough scandal that he'll have less notoriety than I do. So party assumably agrees to this. They go across the street. Best Karens po- as they possibly can be. Still following the Nine Hells rules. Can't steal. Can't cheat. Can't lie. All that stuff. Get there. The entire place is staffed by constructs that have been created by Tiefling. Teethling is the manager. He owns a restaurant. Everything else there is a construct. So trying to frazzle these is impossible. They are cool as a cucumber the entire time. The only way to cause enough of a scene is to start a riot. 
that you cannot be proven to have started is to somehow mess with the equipment to where the constructs will basically go on strike and walk out of the building. Or you have to somehow convince someone that the tiefling has committed a crime. So there's a couple options there. You could do combat if you wanted to. Do some sneaking combat stuff to try to throw, you know, like a food fight in there. You could try to convince someone that the tiefling has done something and they call the cops. You could just, you know, mess with the oil machine that's supposed to be keeping the constructs lubricated and cooled down. And all of a sudden they don't want to work there anymore. And so they and the tiefling are fighting. Any number of things could go wrong. Assuming your party has been successful and the cops have been called, anyone found involved in the incident, whether it be a fight, strike, whatever it is, they are held overnight in prison, released the next day, just, you know, as a precautionary measure, and you and your ally are now free to leave the first restaurant. So a nice kind of little subtle tie-in for the Nine Hells, just if you had some downtime, or if your players need a short break in between the major chunks of their mission. But, and also... Depending upon how much they like this ally, they could just leave them, which I think is the best part. Because honestly, I know with you guys especially, that if certain people were stuck in the nine hells and on the menu, you would not try to get them back. But Alvin never did anything wrong. I'm not talking about Alvin, I'm talking about Bart. Oh, Bart deserved it. Yeah, Bart, yeah. Bart Bart deserved it. Yeah, you guys would not be going back for him. So my poor Bart is just sitting here going, I would like to be in one piece when I leave here, not nine. Bart will be fine because whatever he does will result in an ice elemental coming to his aid and then cooling the situation off. No, it will be fighting him and destroy everything in the process and leave anyway. See, here's the thing. Whenever you have a Bard that every time they cast Ray of Frost, elementals show up of some <laughs> One variety. One time. No, there was no, twice. I think it was twice. It was yeah. two elementals it was and it was one You failed dog. twice on the spell. One time it was a displacer beast. The second time it was an elemental. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury <laughs> out there <laughs> in, in podcasting land. Bart does not deserve to be eaten. Please Bart deserved him. to be eaten. No, uh, understand him. you were also the DM. Oh, yeah, and happened. I rolled the critical one and then I pulled the card for the failure. So the intellectually <laughs> honest opinion is is welcome but also include the fact he deserved it that you did it to yourself yes literally and figuratively literally and figuratively. fair enough so whether or not you're on the menu or you're part of the entertainment or if you simply need a karen mode we got you covered now and that has been for delicious blank scenarios i'm gonna say right now i want to say apologize in advance but you know we're at the end here i'm sorry carla that's <laughs> <laughs> so much of this went so cannibalistic and violent <laughs> Even though, arguably, that was one of the jokes that you first introduced us with. Aha. <laughs> Everything is edible if you're determined enough. Again, oh it's always God. a sweet one to look so nice and innocent. So. Well, on that note. <laughs> we will see y'all next time. Hopefully not on the menu. I want to speak to your manager. Hola, this is Grumpy Elf. Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. But before you dry your eyes of that sorrow, please drop by iTunes and give us a sweet five-star review. That helps boost your favorite crazy cryptids up in the charts and gets us noticed, which makes you popular for knowing us first. If you want more content, you can find us at potatocandynetwork.com. There we have links to our Facebook and Twitter, where we post on occasion merely for your chuckles. Finally, if you support us on Patreon for around a dollar, you can help keep us from becoming homeless and keep that sweet potato candy content rolling your way. Hello! 
Bob Spuds here on the scene once again reporting for Potato Candy Network. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing on your podcasting app of choice. If you have a scenario prompt you want us to use, send it to us on social networking with Instagram and Facebook at Potato Candy Network. And if you really liked us, consider supporting us on Patreon for bonus content monthly, such as behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, inspirations, and future episode previews. Check out our brother show, Dreadful Tales, for some taut tension full truly terrifying tales of terror. <laughs> Got that on the first try, you know. And finally, please leave us a review, as it helps your recommendations and helps others find the hard work we do here at Potato Candy Network. Oh, and friendly reminder, if someone asks you if you're a god, don't think of marshmallows. <laughs> Nobody likes that guy. <laughs>